When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a special Combined Giant Splash and A's Plus podcast. I'm John Shea, National Baseball Writer of the San Francisco Chronicle, and Susan Slusser, Matt Kawahara, and I discuss expectations on both sides of the bay leading to Friday's trade deadline. What are the needs and who'd be good fits for both the Giants and A's? Max Scherzer, anyone? Well, baseball's trade deadline is this week, Friday at 1 o'clock our time. Always a festive and intense time in the industry. Usually July 31st is a deadline, but this year is July 30th, a business day, so it doesn't carry over to the weekend as if baseball people don't work weekends. So we're here to cover all things trade deadline specific to the Giants and A's, and we have the folks with all the answers, Susan Slusser and Matt Kawahara our wonderful Giants and A's beat writers at the Chronicle. First off, let's discuss the needs of each team. The Giants, as we speak, still the best record in the majors. Uh, Who would have thunk it? And the A's looking up at first place Houston. Looks like five games back. How did did that happen? Um, But Susan, uh, first and then Maddie, what what are the primary needs for for the Giants as you see them? And Later, we'll get into possible fits, but where are the holes that management needs to fill coming up uh, at the deadline? Well, I I like to go basically as much as possible off of what Farhan Zaidi said, and he has been pretty insistent whenever asked about the trade deadline that starting pitching is probably the priority. Uh, And there's some reasons for that. I mean, their starting pitching depth is pretty slim as it is anyway. And we've seen that, you know, when, when there's somebody that underperforms in that rotation, as with most rotations, um, they're even thinner. So they could use one more, you know, either frontline or, or middle range starter. Uh, and then from the position player standpoint, you go like, well, left field hasn't given them much all year, but they've got all of these guys coming back off the aisle. When Belt comes back, you can move Lamont Wade into left field, you know, hmm. so the position players coming off the IL really kind of changed the dynamic of maybe are they looking for a bat or not? Uh, and a lot of people, including I know yourself, John, have pointed out that maybe a reliever, including possibly a closer, because they don't have a, you know, a set <coughs> light lights out closer type because they've been kind of splitting that up a little bit. Um, but I'm not sure that's necessarily a need. And Farhan's been really adamant that he does not want to mess with sort of the clubhouse vibe, um, which we can get into a little bit more fully later. But I think that kind of area closers the sort of area where maybe sometimes you can, it can either go really, really right or really, really wrong. And I'm not sure that's where an area where they'd want to give up a lot of, uh, you know, premier prospects or anything anyway. Yeah. I mentioned the other day in a story, Craig uh, Kimbrell would be like my guy for a perfect fit on that team. Because really only Jake McKee has postseason experience. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of great moving parts here. Um, 
but a lot of young and maybe inexperienced down the stretch arms. And that's where Kimbrell, who has, uh, you know, contract through next season at uh, money the Giants certainly can afford, would like solidify uh, that bullpen. But Matty, how, how, how about the A's and their needs? Well, they already uh, turned to the Cubs bullpen yeah. to address one of them. Um, I think, you know, if you had looked at it about a month ago and we did um, ask uh, David Forster a few weeks ago, just kind of to, to lay out what they were looking at before the deadline and, and relief help was a big one. Um, and so last night they, they swung a trade for uh, Andrew Schaefer, a left-hander from the Cubs, um, who I would guess is going to come in as sort of a, a setup guy, um, another left-hander. They've gone through the most of the season with Jake Diekman as the primary left-hander. Um, and just another guy who can, he, he's putting together a good season for the Cubs and can pitch some of those late inning uh, high leverage situations that the A's have done all right in for the most part of the season, but used a lot of the same guys. And and those guys have been well used between the, the Diekman Trevino and, and use Mara Petit um, trio. Uh, so I think, you know, they could definitely probably use another, uh, another bullpen arm, but now, I mean, you're looking at the last month and, and uh, their offense is, has been quiet for, uh, for some time now. So I think um, if you're looking at position specific, I mean, if they could get, potentially another bat in the outfield some of the, one of those corner outfield spots um would help a lot uh, they haven't gotten a whole lot of production from the dh spot throughout the season so i mean if they were to bring in somebody who was you know corner outfielder could also take some dh at bats potentially left-handed hitter if you're just going down the list um that would probably be a really really good fit uh for them but obviously uh the financial considerations are always a, a big thing um they do seem pretty i mean for, for out throughout the first hundred games or so they've been pretty stable in the rotation. So it's always risky maybe to, um, to assume that's going to to happen, but in terms of position groups, it seems like rotations maybe at the the lower end of the, the needs list right now. Yeah. I, you know, Bob Melvin is not going to be critical of the roster as is, but I bet if you bought him a cocktail or two and sat him down, he would say, yeah, g- g- give me more relievers. Man. And, and Chafin is uh, absolutely as a lefty, you know, really nice fit and fits financially mm-hmm. into what they do in Oakland. But how about, and Susan, you referenced this, um, you know, you, it might be getting some guys back here. How, how would that factor into the trade deadline? Because the Giants entire infield, the projected infield is on the injured list, uh, you know, Crawford at short and Longoria and on the right side, um, you know, Listella who really hasn't done much yet in San Francisco uh, and, and belt, but those guys are all shelved and, you know, one day they're all going to be back and that's going to be sooner rather than later. And I'm wondering how that factors into the mindset of Farhan Zaidi and, and, and company. And, and on the, on the flip side in, in Oakland, I mean, Maddie is is maybe just getting Chapman right is is a great acquisition at the deadline. But Susan, how about that? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about four big bats in the lineup. I mean, you know, Crawford has been the MVP. He could be back as soon as Thursday. So um, by the time you're listening to this, he could be close to or even maybe even back in the lineup. Um Longoria was one of their biggest bats the first six, seven weeks of the season. He will be back August 5th. Uh, and Listella's on a rehab assignment. And honestly, he could be back sometime this week. You start looking at things like that, you know, belt maybe the next week, week after that. 
you're going to have to make a lot of roster moves just to get these guys back onto the roster. You know, um, mm. Lestella's on the 60-day IL. You're going to have to make a move there. Longoria's on the 60-day IL. So bringing in another bat, that starts to get, you're starting to talk about a lot of roster spots on the 40-man. Uh, and that gets a little complicated. Plus, you're, you're bringing four very good bats in. So I don't necessarily go with the idea that they need to, to add a bat. Uh, of course, if there's a deal that works for them, you know, something they absolutely love, they jump on it. Sure. Why not? But uh, that's a little bit like the relief situation, right? I mean, you're kind of talking me around on Kimbrel, John, I got to say. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I, they are willing to take on payroll, I think, more so than giving up a top prospect. You know, the obvious main target for anybody, if, if, if he's available, is Max Scherzer. 100% like who wouldn't especially a team with playoff aspirations the guy has experience he's nails um, but he's going to cost a lot in terms of prospects maybe you get another you know kind of midline starter I, I mentioned Danny Duffy and whose price tag has gone down because he's on the IL uh, you know somebody like that or somebody where you're mostly picking up payroll and not giving up prospects uh, like a Kimbrel. So, uh, yeah, they, they can have a number of different ways to go, but I just don't see a bat for, for exactly the reasons you mentioned. They've got all these guys coming back. Maddie, with the A's makeup um, and the fact that maybe their third baseman isn't having a career year, could there be things done in-house that would kind of elevate them uh, beyond the trade deadline? For instance, Chapman hitting like he normally hits and uh you know a lot of people knock elvis andrews but i think he's been playing offensive and defensive um you know sides of the ball much better lately right yeah i mean a lot of the uh what kind of Susan just described about the Giants. It's sort of the complete opposite for the A's because right now, as they stand, they're pretty healthy. Uh, they only have three guys on the aisle, and one of them is Trevor Rosenthal, who's out for the rest of the year. That was, I think, that was one thing that they were holding out hope that they might be able to get him back as like a second half boost uh, in the uh, in the bullpen. And then obviously he had the hip surgery, so he's not going to pitch this year. Um, but other than that, it's Chad Pinder and Mike Fires on the injury list, and they're otherwise they're intact. So. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if there is going to be any sort of in-system uh, improvement, w one of them one of them is going to be, you know, hopefully that uh, for them that they're going to get Chapman going in the second half. Um, like you said, Elvis Andrews has, has picked it up, I think, really over the last couple of months. I mean, there were a lot of people even before, you know, you really started to get into trade deadline talk that were like, they should go after Trevor Story um, because they were getting zero production out of the shortstop position for a month or a month and a half. But uh, but since then, um, Anderson's been pretty solid, and there are a lot of things that they like about him um, just as a teammate, as a clubhouse guy um, outside of the field as well. Plus, you know, they have him under contract through next season anyway. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, getting more – this probably, you know, applies to just about any team, but getting more production from the guys that they're regularly running out there, um, like a Chapman and, and uh, just kind of Sean Murphy hasn't uh, quite, you know, hit – as much as he did in, in last season uh, behind the plate and Ramon Laureano has had some, some cold stretches. Mark Hanna was out for a few weeks before the all-star break and now he's back. Uh, but since he's been back, the lineup just hasn't quite gotten going like it was before, uh, before he got hurt. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of room for definitely offensive improvement, but it wouldn't hurt for sure for them to just kind of plug another uh, potential power bat or just somebody into the middle of that lineup who can uh, pretty uh, like, produce maybe a little bit of a boost for them. 
We'll be back with Susan Slesser and Matt Kawahara right after this quick break. Susan, you mentioned uh, Scherzer, so let's go there. And my feeling is if Scherzer comes to the NL West, whichever team gets him, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, will win the division. I mean, he's that much of an impact pitcher. Now, he's 37, but he's still in his prime. Um, He'll be a free agent after the season. There's a little money deferred that the new team would have to pick up his agent is Scott Boris. He's talking about an extension, but Scherzer is making it clear that if he were to waive his no trade clause, it would be to a West coast team bingo. So, um, I mean, the Dodgers really aren't the same without Kershaw and that guy, Trevor Bauer, uh, who might never, never pitch again in this league, um, or the other league for that matter. And, you know, beyond Walker Bueller, they're, they might be a little thin and the, the Padres have you Darvish, but some other guys who have scuffled. Uh, so it seems like all three teams, especially the Dodgers and Padres, um, and maybe to a certain extent, the Giants are in on starting pitchers. So um, Scherzer might just uh, change the balance of that division by showing up to one of these three cities. But uh, Susan, do you, do you, I mean, we talked about, maybe not so much on the hitting side, but the pitching side, how, how realistic is somebody like that? And their, their future is still the focus, right? Uh, You know, with all these prospects coming up next year, the, the year after that, would they give a a top dog away for two months of Max Scherzer? Well, I mean, that you've kind of hit on one of the other reasons to do that. It, if nothing else, it keeps them away from the other two teams in Mm. the division. Uh, he is a difference maker. Yeah. Okay. He's a starter. He's going one out of every five games, but his presence alone is going to give a big boost to a team. Uh, and I, I mean, he's, uh, he is absolutely the premier player available regardless of position, this trade deadline, if, if he is indeed available and they're not just a, you know, kind of, the nationals were like, are we sellers or are we buyers for a long time until they had the bad weekends. So a uh, little bit remains to be seen, but uh, if I'm the Giants, I am all in. I'm, you know, unless I have to trade uh, Marco Luciano, I am going all all in for Max Scherzer. Okay, Elliot Ramos. Let's go down I've, the list. I've, yeah. <laughs> you know what they've got? They have lots of. Uh, they've got some pretty decent outfield depth. Uh, yeah. I would. I mean, I think we would all hate to see Elliot Ramos go. We've seen him. We know the talent level. Uh, superb. I have no doubt in my mind he is going to be a good major league player. But this is a time of year if you feel like you have a window and windows can open and close so quickly. Um, you know, some teams only get one shot. Like you got to go for it. And the Giants are in a position where I think they have to go for it. Like it, it, it's accelerated their window. But sometimes your window is accelerated and then you don't get it back. You have to jump on it. So why not do it now? And hey maybe you wind up signing the guy you know maybe he loves it maybe the team uh you know excels as they probably would with him and certainly should and uh, you can get him back i can you imagine if you have that that guy and then re-sign a gosman or a Di scalfani mm-hmm. or or something money is money is not that much of a consideration for them this is the biggest difference in talking about the trade deadline from when i covered the ace for so long is the giants ownership is like yeah spend what it takes to get this done and uh, so I, I, that factors too. And if I'm Scherzer, you know, that's a Padres, Dodgers, or Giants, that's a pretty nice possibility. <laughs> Any of those, 
but you got to think with what the Giants have been doing with pitch, pitching lately, he wouldn't hate it for sure. Yeah, that would be a real big three with Gosman, Desclafani, and Scherzer. And you're right about the outfield depth. I mean, Hunter Bishop is right behind Ramos and uh, Canario, Matos. I mean, they're, they, they've got some guys among their top you know, 10 or 15 prospects. Uh, Matty, I guess the A's rotation is fine as is. I mean, would, I mean, Schaefen was kind of an under-the-radar guy. Uh, you know, yeah, the Cubs, but financially, uh, it, they, they made it work. And, you know, the two ERA. But um, what about, a, like, a Sonny Gray? Or, hey, I want to see Madison Bumgarner on the A's just because I want to see him in the postseason because he's never going to be in the postseason with, with the Diamondbacks. He's got three more years. And if the, if the Diamondbacks eat like 90% of it, the A's would say, oh, okay, we'll consider that. But it, it doesn't matter how bad or good Bumgarner is in the regular season. You put him in the postseason, you expect him to have a 0.25 ERA, right? Yeah, obviously. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> season, season hit on the difference there, which is that, yeah, if, uh, going back to, I think, the, the previous question about the A's, any trades that they make, any additions that they make are going to have that final, um, that financial consideration in mind. So I, I just, I don't think the flexibility to go after one of the, like the premier guys where maybe, you know, all you have to think of is giving up prospects and you're willing to like take on that salary, even for the rest of the year. Um, I, there's, I just don't think there's that flexibility here. So it's going to be more like, uh, more like those sort of under the radar type moves where you get a shape and then you kind of bolster the bullpen a little bit or, you bring in maybe some somebody who's not the most coveted uh, bat on on the you know the trade market that can kind of slide into the into the lineup and just uh, present a little bit of, of a boost. Um, but I, when you're looking at the rotation, I guess you can like view it one way or the other whether you see it as a concern or not because they have been pretty stable for uh, for the entirety of the season. I think they've they've only had seven guys make starts for them, and and that's I think that's probably the second lowest in, in the majors. There was one other team that was lower. Um, so those guys have been pretty, they've shouldered a really heavy workload. I mean, I, I think they still lead the majors in starter innings. Um, so they've really kind of leaned heavily on those guys, which is you can look at it as either, okay, that's like a, a place of, of stability for them, or you can look at it as these guys are all probably heading toward, if not getting close to, then surpassing their career highs in innings. Um, and so is that going to be sustainable for the next couple of months? And if not, do you have sort of the, um, the, the depth behind them to maybe fill in a guy, uh, for a start or two in September? I mean, they have Hazel Cesaro, who's trying to figure some stuff out down in AAA, uh, Dalton Jeffries is still down there and a guy who maybe could come up and make a spot start for them. But other than that, I mean, you're looking at, uh, kind of riding, riding with the guys that you have now, one of whom is. Uh, James Caprillion, who's pitched really well, obviously, but he's already he's already blown or he's already passed the most innings that he's ever thrown in a uh, professional season. Um, Cole Irvin has, has pitched you know pretty well for them, but he's a guy who had zero starting experience in the major leagues before this year. So uh, so it's you know it it maybe is a little risky for them going forward with this, but it, you know if this is the group that they're going with, they have pitched pretty well so far, and they're just going to have to be confident in this group and and the, the what depth they do have behind them. Well, Matt, could the A's uh, depart with some of their top prospects for somebody who could help, even in a rental situation? Their farm system isn't considered as deep as San Francisco's. Uh, they're not going to do anything with Soderstrom, or, but you know they have they have Puck, they have Jeffries, like you said. Uh, mm -hmm. um, 
but I, I, is is are all these guys tradable beyond that? I, I mean, I think the the areas where maybe the system is the deepest is they do have some uh, some pitching at, at AAA where you know you look at the at Puck. Um, I mean, it, Luzardo is is a guy who uh, you know they had really high hopes for coming into this year, and so far he's um, you know they they had to send him down because he just he was just having uh, some some problems up here, and and he doesn't have a, he didn't have a lot of minor league experience before they kind of put him into a pretty significant role up here. So I think they're just hoping that, you know, maybe he with a little bit more experience down there, he's going to um, kind of fulfill that potential and flourish a little bit more. But uh, the other, I mean, the other area where they do have uh, some depth in the system is just kind of middle infield. Uh, they have a, a handful of their top prospects or shortstops between Logan Davidson and Nick Allen, who's, you know, off to the Olympics right now playing with yeah. team USA and, Robert Poisson and, and, uh, the, you know, they just drafted another high school kid, uh, shortstop in, uh, in the first round this year. So they have, you know, a little bit more depth coming through. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if, if you look throughout the entirety of the system there, I'm sure that they have some guys who would be attractive to, uh, to other teams if that's, if that's the way they wanted to go. But yeah, I think it, it probably has to be the right fit and always there's kind of that, uh, that financial consideration for them too. Well, to wrap it up, let's let's just drop some names. And uh, obviously, you start with the teams that are not doing well and willing to give up uh, players and you know for prospects. I mean, the Twins. The and and by the way, doesn't Josh Donaldson play for the Twins? Would uh, move Chapman to short and put Donaldson? Um, Taylor Rogers is there. Uh, the the twin of Tyler Rogers, wouldn't that be cool in San Francisco's bullpen? I mentioned the Diamondbacks, but the Cubs have all kinds of Kimbrel. We mentioned uh, Chris Bryant, you know, boy, if he goes uh, the Southern California kid, but I imagine he'd be willing to go to the West coast as well. You know, you hear about Joey Gallo and somehow the Padres are all in on him, even though their rotation is probably the, the bigger need, the Rockies, uh, you mentioned Trevor's story, uh, the Marlins, uh, they have Starling Marte, um, uh, Trey Mancini of the Orioles, uh, Tigers have guys, Robbie Grossman. How about him in the outfield coming back to Oakland? But, um, and, and of course, beyond Scherzer, there's plenty of other, uh, pitchers, Kyle Gibson, you've mentioned Susan and I mentioned, you know, the Sonny Gray and Susan, you mentioned Danny Duffy, but, there's quite a few, but yeah, Jose um, Barrios. He'd there you be go. Another one. He'd be he'd be my second choice, actually. Maybe after even Scherzer. Yeah, there, I mean, there are a lot of guys that are available. They're just going to cost. So it's going to be a really interesting few days. And John, I wanted to kind of go back, and this is also include some A stuff to what I mentioned about Zaidi, which is interesting. Mentioning that he does not want to upend sort of the clubhouse chemistry. Can you imagine a Bay Area analytics? Uh, baseball team president of operations saying anything about team chemistry, but he, one of the ways he learned that was the Ioannis Cespedes trade, which I'm not sure yeah. they will admit, but uh, it's, you know, that gutted that team. Uh, and this it, it, in both ways, you know, took the heart out of the lineup and then Lester came in and was not a fit in the clubhouse. I don't, you know, no matter what the mm-hmm. higher ups say. So um, they're going to be careful with that. And that, that alone can be, you want a guy, you know, will fit in. And that's, I think for the giants is a primo consideration because this is as unselfish a team as I've ever seen, maybe the most unselfish team. And that, uh, you know, even just 
adding Aaron Sanchez back, um, which I expect to happen today in the bullpen, a role he's not really all that crazy about. Even something like that could be something that's a little tricky with a team that's as hugely unselfish as the Giants are. And they're going to be careful. Um, so something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. And Matt Duffy, we, you talk about Cespedes, same thing. 2016, the Giants needed some pitching. They picked up Matt Moore from Tampa Bay, got rid of Duffy, who was loved in that clubhouse. Uh, the Willie Mack Award winner the year before, the only uh, rookie to win most inspirational player in the history of that team. And they gave him away for a pitcher and they didn't win in 16 and the bullpen blew up in game four. And, you know, the rest is history. They haven't been to the playoffs since. So, yeah, it, it, it matters. But uh, it, so if, if you were each to pick uh, two people and forget about the cost and forget about having to give up, you know, just two people who would be great fits, um, no matter what the cost in terms of money. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. And also <laughs> prospects, you know, who would two guys that, that would turn the Giants and A's around be? Well, I'll just jump in. I think everybody knows what I'm going to say already, but Scherzer for one, and you've kind of talked me around on Kimbrel. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Kimbrel. Thanks, John. Okay, Matty? <laughs> uh, I think one of the guys you mentioned was Gallo, Joey Gallo of the Rangers. Ooh. I think he would be sort of a perfect uh, fit for the A's. I mean, he could slide into the, to right field, uh, play right field every day. He's defensively, he's pretty pretty good. Um, left-handed hitter with, uh, with power. I think that would be a perfect fit for what they need. Um, kind of in that lineup to just give him a bit of a jolt. Um, and if money and prospects are not a consideration, <laughs> then just bring Kimbrel over and let him close. <laughs> oh, he listed the share. Just have a ball of chicken. Yeah. We'll just go back and forth across the bridge. Not a problem. Can't, can't wait for the Giants A's World Series. Uh, he'll play on both teams. <laughs> Well, this is great. Sorry, Madison Bumgarner. You're not uh, returning to the Bay, I guess. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you at the deadline. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us on this special combined Giant Splash and A's Plus podcast. Stay tuned for more Chronicle Baseball podcasts as we enter the dog days of the 2021 season.